Hey, you there? I got you, bitch. Really? I'm trying to call you. Can you hear me? Does it sound okay on a microphone? Sounds good as fuck. Does it really? Yeah. Even though you're 60. Fucker. Yeah, I'm in a bedroom. Look at all the bullshit in here. Yeah, I know. Well, we're going to have to work on, when we do this more regularly, getting you a pretty nice backdrop, okay? Instead of look like you're fucking (laughs) at hoarders. I need one one of those fucking... Look at this. I got to show you something. Look at this bedroom. Yeah, I know. Look at big screen TV. That's all your wife's... Hey, that's all your wife's kink shit, and I know it is. Don't even lie. (laughs) Say it. That's your kink room. That's your kink room, BJ. Do what? That's your kink room. That's your that's your. Why kink am I not room. hearing you in my headphones? Can you not hear me? Well, I'm hearing you down the computer, but I'm not hearing you in my headphones. Well, but let me uh, see if I can change this around. Yeah, we're not live or nothing. We're just recording this shit. We're gonna make it look like a. Look at that backdrop. Looks like it looks like you're straight fucking from Tennessee. Look at you. Watch it. Look at me. We need to build a little backdrop that has your fucking <laughs> BJ logo back there instead of a fucking comforter. Look, Look at you. Man. Look, dude, this is all I got. I've got I've got boxes. Look at this. I got all kinds of what bullshit the... on the bed. I've been trying to I stole I got this microphone from the radio station this that, morning. I know you guys stole a five hundred dollar RE twenty. Look at you. Yeah. Well, I've got a Rhodes up here. You but, look you uh, look good as fuck. Huh? That Rhodes might be even better. Yeah, well, I don't know. We can, I can plug it but in. No, you, no, no. Like. I wouldn't fuck with it because you sound good right now. Like I got great levels on you and everything. Yeah, your lighting's a little suspect. That lighting in the back sucks. I look. <laughs> uh, here I can turn that, that Peru. Off. That Peru India. There, that's better. That's that better. Out? Yeah. Okay. The other one looked like you're straight from Peru, motherfucker. All right, I got it, brother. I'm from can, Peru. Can you hear me? Yeah, I do. Do but you, I, do you I hear, hear, hear I me hear down me the line, down or you're just hearing me through the hearing me through your headphones? I'm hearing it through the headphones. But you can hear me. I can hear you. Man, we should do this more often now that. But you, I hear you. But I hear you all. I'm hearing myself in your board. Oh, you are. Yeah, I'm hearing it. Some speaker there. Try that. Oh yeah, I can't hear you now at all. Yeah. So I got yeah, I got to run you through my board. Cause I'm the only motherfucker that's got any tech savvy around here, bitch. Because all you got is a fucking stolen RE20 and a fucking backup, and a comforter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not uh, not very good over here. Well, things are tough right now. Oh, hold on. D- I gotta tell you, Bubba. Hold on. That might have helped your. That might have did my engineer. What do you mean? Did, said, is it sound better back to you now? Um, I'm not hearing me back to me now. I hear all I hear is you. Oh. So it sounds fine. Oh, yeah, so I don't get, I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting that feedback. Yeah. So now we're great. Now we're dialed in. Yeah. So now, there. now we can just start. Check this out. Let's just yeah. start. All right. Well, uh, it's uh, good to see you, Bubba. Hello, everybody. You, this is one of my best friends in, in not only radio, but life. And he's better, you know, his, his name's BJ from the infamous MJ and BJ show. Uh, and we, uh, uh, I don't know, probably once every couple months, touch base. We call each other up like a bunch of little bitches, and we talk radio, and we talk good old days. And yeah. BJ's a big slinging dick out in, uh, how's that 7-Eleven Thirst Buster doing there, kid? <laughs> <laughs> 
Look at this. How much, va this. How much vodka is in there, buddy? <laughs> you know, back in the day, I used to stop to get one of these to uh, chase about a pint of liquor on my way home, you know? Hey, dude. But, uh, fathead, stop by the 7-Eleven, get your fucking fifth of vodka, and come on now. <laughs> We're going to do the Three Little Pig Show. Yeah. It's going to take more than a fifth of vodka to do that. But, yeah, <laughs> so I stopped and got me a 7-Eleven. I couldn't decide between a Slurpee and the uh, 7-Eleven and a Big Gulp. Is that a is that is that just diet? Is that regular? Is what is what do you got in there? Uh, I can't do diet, man. I got to do regular. You still look good though. It's All the like, way. I mean, you still look like you're in pretty good shape. Uh, yeah, no, you know, I mean, uh, it's been uh, it's been a long time. Remember I'll when you took a hack? Remember when you took a hack at at Mason at the at the Bobby Poe convention? <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. They come and yeah, get they Mason. come and get me, and they go like, "Hey, Bubba, what?" Your program director's fighting Mason. What? <laughs> BJ just took a swing at Mason. <laughs> if you remember, too, I think at that time I had a six-pack of beer in my hand. It's I, I got somebody to hold the beer so we could take yeah, a swing at you him. You told Lenny Lyons, hold my six-pack so I can smash <laughs> this guy in the fucking face. <laughs> that is so true, and man. We're, so we're back at the table. Hold on. Me, Ron, uh, Joe Mama Johnson, Jason Dixon, you know, all the hanger on her. We're back there because you're up there accept, you're up there accepting radio station of the year right well yeah the, the stupid fucks they had mason be the person that presents the tampa bay radio station of the year which kind of made him a little you know salty so he's up there saying now top 40 radio station of the year oh well you know this station kind of is a bunch of bullshit you know kind of like that <laughs> bj comes rolling up there as the pd with a six-pack in his hand Mason says some bullshit. MJ takes a fucking power glide on him, and then it and then a word gets back to our table. Hey, go up and help the boss, man, because he's taking hacks on fucking Mason, and it's free fucking open season. Yeah, he took a couple of cheap shots at us on stage, if you remember. Yeah, he took a couple of cheap shots, and it's like, hey, hey, fucker, what's that all about, man? What are you doing? So MJ, and, while uh, he accepts his award, he brings his six pack up to the podium and smashes fucking Mason. <laughs> And then here comes Bubba to the rescue. 488 <laughs> pounds worth. Oh, yeah. You were a big boy in those Fucking days, man. That is fuck. I, tell you, I, I, I remember the first time I met you, Bubba, was back in, what, mid-90s, I guess it was? Yeah, when I like, was when I was at XL 106.7, I got sent to Power Pig uh, Be a Good Boy Camp. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm working for, I'm in Orlando, and my, my guy come, and you and you and Mark are shaking this station down for some consultancy fee bullshit. <laughs> and so yeah. you, you tell XL 106.7, hey, we're from the Power Pig. We're like the greatest top 40 of all time. You're going to pay me, and you're going to pay us three grand, and we're going to tell you how to make your fucking station better. So you guys listen to the station, and Chase goes, well, I'll tell you that guy at night's pretty fucking wild. You need to send him over here. So they come over to me and yeah. they said, hey, you need to go over to Tampa for the weekend and hang out with these power pit guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, well, what am I going to learn there? And they're like, well, I don't know. So it happened to be when you guys were doing your your photo shoot at Ted Webb's garage. Remember? Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. So it was it was almost like a baseball trade. It was like, OK, you, you'll give us three grand each in order to consult your radio station and we get the night guy and we'll steal okay? and we'll steal yeah, the night we, guy. Yeah. And we'll send you uh Russell, the love muscle or whatever no, you want to call somebody we'll just, else. You can we'll just be able to take him off your hands. Cause if not, he's going to fuck your whole station up. You're going to get an FCC complaint. <laughs> you're gonna lose yeah, you your, can't control it. You're going to lose your license. So <laughs> yeah, the us. only way you can control, 
you control this guy, so send him over to us and let us take care of this, all so, right? So do you remember, I've never had this conversation with you, September of 92, I get fired out of Milwaukee, who actually talked, like, was it you, Chase, and, like, like David Reinhardt, when I became available, how, who, who met with that? Uh, Mark Chase did. Yeah, it was Mark Chase. Um, I knew about you, and I'd heard you uh, on several occasions, but it was really Mark that uh, was really adamant. He and a guy named Randy Michaels. Right. You know Randy, obviously. Yeah. And uh, those are the guys that actually brought it up the first time. And um, and they talked to Dave Reinhardt or whatnot after that. And, uh, and I don't know if Dave was ready for me, you know, because he was so nice. Dave was so And I was so dark and so fucked up. Yeah. I don't think he had a choice. It, it was just, you know, hey, this guy's coming. You're going to have to deal with it, okay? You got to deal with it. It's going to be a pain in the ass. We're going to have some problems, but you got to deal with it. Chase calls me up. I'm at a Chinese food restaurant. I don't have a job. I'm in Milwaukee. I make 60 grand doing afternoons. He goes, hey, dude, uh, how about knots on the power pig? And I go, okay. And he goes, pays 28000 And I go, 28000 he goes, listen, how much is more money? 28000 all year, not worried about getting fired, or sixty grand for three months? And I go, I'll be there in, in, in a week, buddy. <laughs> I'll pack my shit and I'll be there, man. You got I mean, a point there. He goes, we pay you. And, of course, everybody hears this line. We pay you in sunshine down here. You ain't got no furnace bill, no winter coat, no state taxes. Get your ass on down here. Just don't say fuck on the radio and you can't bring your own records. <laughs> that was the rules of those days. You right? can't say so fuck and, don't, and you can't bring your own records. I used to bring my own music at the station at XL in Orlando. Yeah, throw it in the machine and play it. <laughs> you, you carried it around in a bag. I carried it around in a in a mail bag, and so Randy yeah. Mi- Randy Michaels and and Mark Chase are over at the XL station, and Randy goes, "Bubba, I want you to go and bring me all the music that you play at night, uh, not the, the stations, the stuff that you got laying in your office. Go bring it to us." And so I go and go get like fucking a hundred and fifty carts. You know, Debbie Deb Lookout yeah. Weekend. You know, fucking Manil- Millie Vanilli, all the bullshit they're not playing. And um, and Chase is looking at it, and most of it's the Power Pigs playing. Like most of the shit you guys are playing, and because yeah. because they were not as urban leaning as you were. And so Chase goes, "So, dude, why do you think you got to play your own music?" And I go, "Cause our music sucks." And Randy goes, "He's got a point on that one." <laughs> so Bubba gets in the town. Not long after that, I become uh, somewhat of a, you know, a assistant program director, program director. I have to fire Bubba twice. <laughs> I have to go and I have to go to BJ's house and cry on the kitchen table to save one of my jobs one time. Yeah, because he's got some whore up on the, <laughs> up on the up on the counter in the studio and, and he's got a shaver out. You can imagine what's going on there, right? Right. Shaving her sniz. <laughs> And then the best, let me give you the best story, though. And I tell this story to this day, even out here in Denver. But Bubba decides at one point that he's going to put out a a video. (laughs) He's going to do a video that's called Let Your Chia Run Wild, okay? From all (laughs) the whores that have visited the station. Yeah, Yeah, he he gets Deion Sanders' house, and he (laughs) pretends that it's his house. I mean, this is like fucking cribs. I mean, the guy, he's got Deion Sanders' house in the video, so he makes it look like his and he comes to me and he says hey boss man can i use your office to pretend that's my office yeah, because you know you got a badass phone and i looks like a, you, know, you got a couch and you got all these got gold a shower records, and you got all these gold records and shit bj this is gonna look good on camera 
<laughs> so and, P- and PJ's like, yeah, I don't care, whatever, you know. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't even know what he's shooting. I just know that he's shooting some video, right? Right. So the video finally comes out. The video comes out, and he forgets to take the picture of my three kids off my desk. So my three kids are all under the age six, and they're in a porno. Yeah, I, so I got this girl, and her puss is just hanging straight on right on on BJ's desk, and there's just three kids, fucking family portrait right there. And so BJ calls me and goes, Bubba, BJ. I go, what? He goes, I need you in my house here. And I go, there's some real shit. Going. So I told Holly, I go, hey, I don't go on the air till 7, and it's 2.30, and BJ wants me to meet him at his house. That's not yeah. good. Like, that's not good. She goes, oh, my God. So I get there, and PJ goes, well, Bubba, I think I'm going to have to fire you. And I go, ah, you can't fire me, PJ. I, don't, I, I just got a Mercedes. I got big payments on this thing. <laughs> and, and what happened was the night before I'd taken the video home, Bubba gave me a complimentary copy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> my complimentary car, uh, copy of this. So I take it home, and I show it to my wife. She sees the three kids in the video. She freaks out. She almost filed for divorce right there. Oh, dude, she freaked out. And uh, I, I'm like, oh, fuck, we got a problem now. Oh, so then corporate calls me and Tom Owens goes, hey, buddy, Tom Owens. Uh, I go, hey, Tom. Because can you tell me why I got uh, three board members uh, telling me that we're distributing porno? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I need you. So I had to go to Dave Reinhardt and get $7,500 and go to all the porno shops that were distributing these. This let your chichir run wild. And I said, hey, I need to buy these things back at what I sold them to you for because I got a ton of heat at the station. And I said, I got my boss's kids uh, right next to a bitch that I'm shaving her pussy on. And he's full hot. The wife's full hot. The kids are hot. We get a problem. It was kind of awkward. I, I, Two years ago, you and I met in L.A., just you know, hung out for a few days, and I and I got a, we had dinner with your two boys that are yeah. in L.A. right now, and it was the first time I'd seen them since that picture, and it was a little awkward. <laughs> I bet it was. And the, and the guy at the adult store, at the porno store, he's like, dude, you just dropped them off yesterday. I know. I'm like, listen, I know. Mother's back to I know that I charged you forty four hundred for him, but I'll give you forty seven fifty right now if I can get him back. He go, I go. How many have you sold? He goes, oh, I've sold probably five or ten of them. I go, good, because because I th- these can't get out. These absolutely cannot get out. <laughs> what a clusterfuck that turned out. To no, be, no, right? no, no. Hold on though. The, it, it, the they never one, did go on sale. The one store. Right? The, no, they they never did go on sale. Like I think the only people no. that got them might have been like the employees. Yeah. I, but now the one now here's by the way this is B, my buddy bj bj harris from the infamous mj and bj show uh world famous in in tampa bj was my boss when i first got to the power pig until until i le- now bj i left in 96 to go to 98 rock you'd left like what 95 no i didn't leave till 2001 no, you, oh that's right when I was on 98 Rock, it was MJ and PJ, and you yoked me up one time in the fucking control room, remember? When I talked about <laughs> yeah. the Nalmo Cruise guy? Oh, <laughs> fuck! Yeah, yeah, because it, it was 2001. Because remember, your boss at the time used was, to come down and get me out of the studio to come down there because he couldn't handle your right. ass. So, 
So MJ and BJ, now, MJ hated my guts. He fucking hated my guts. So we're not going to get into that. You know, God bless his little soul. But BJ was always kind of in the predicament where BJ and I were buddies, but BJ also was the co-host of a motherfucker that hated me. So BJ, yeah. was, BJ was always kind of Switzerland. You always kind of kept MJ off my ass a little bit because you're my boy, right? Right, right, right. So, but we were always competing. Like, it was always you guys, number one, me, number two, or me, number one, you, number two. And there was a lot of money that was the differences between first place and second place, bonus-wise. You know that. Fuck. Highly I mean, competitive. Like, you know our you know our numbers. I mean, it was a $50,000 difference, you know, first to oh, second. Yeah. And and so multiply that by two if, if you and MJ are similar, you know, ratings deals. And so... We were always, you know, competing, and of course, I had the hog fucking deal and the whole nine yards. So, my guys come to me and said, "Hey, MJ and PJ are doing this fucking contest where they fly this fat dude out and get him a stomach staple, and it's going to be on like the Ricky Lake show or some bullshit." And they are, and the, the guys flying out, they're all flying out today at ten o'clock, and this is like at six thirty in the morning. And we hired a private investigator, and this motherfucker that they're letting win. Like had some kind of touching a kid deal back in like '86, and I go, so Guido goes or 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 uh, Brent Hatley or one of them. You think we should go down and tell BJ? And I go, no, we can't fucking tell him because we want to cut him off of the pass and really fuck with him. So I get on the air. Now, literally, our studios are probably what BJ maybe fifty yards from each other. Yeah, if, if that, if that. So I get on the air and I go, it's Bubble Love Sponge Show and uh, MJ and BJ, you know, there are my fellow station guys and, and their boys and stuff, but they're sending this guy out for a surgery that touched kids. That's really messed up. Well, five minutes later, Brad Harden comes in and he goes, is that for real? And I go, yeah, I got it right here. Look. And I had it all, and I was all proud of myself and shit. And he goes, you know that you're in fucking a lot of trouble right now because David Reinhardt and Dan DiLoretto and BJ are screaming at each other's lungs right now. I, I, I think MJ's played like four records in a row because BJ's off the fucking script right now, ready to come down here and beat your ass. And I go, BJ's mad at me? I didn't even give a fuck about it. I just go, BJ's mad at me? And they're like, yeah, B Next thing you know, the door opens up like Clint Eastwood, and there's fucking BJ, and he comes right nose to nose. And when you really fucking make BJ mad, he calls you pal, P-A-L, pal. <laughs> he goes, listen, pal, fuck you for doing that. You just fucked our entire spring promotion up. You just fucked the whole company up. You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. And I go, yeah, BJ, exactly. are, you, are you mad at me, BJ? And he goes, I'm fucking furious. <laughs> And it turned out that we uh, had a pedophile that we were sending up to the Ricky Lake jail. So, <laughs> so that's the only thing that fucking saved me. As I said, Dan, I know you guys are all looking at it short term, but long term, I mean, we don't want to fucking help this guy out. He's a bad guy at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, but it turned out that uh, that you were right all along. The guy, <laughs> the guy was a... He was a friggin' slime bucket, man. I, I guy was, he turned out to be just absolutely a horrible but person. But that might have been the maddest you were mad at me because I threw you such a fucking bad curveball last minute. And you remember, you guys were fixing to get on the plane. Like, you know, you guys were yeah. going from the studios to the plane, weren't you? 
Yeah, yeah, we were uh, we were headed out within probably thirty minutes or so. We did, were headed to uh, the rookie lane. And show. how mad was MJ? Like, did he go? Well, I gotta tell you right oh. now, you gotta fucking fire him, PJ. You gotta fire that motherfucker. <laughs> well, management was uh, pissed. Uh, MJ was pissed. I was livid. I couldn't believe you're on the air talking about this guy being a pedophile. And here he was. He was our big promotion. I know he was your Springbook promotion. <laughs> And, and in those days, you didn't have the internet. Nobody would have ever known. No, Nobody no, would have ever known. No. Nobody would have known anything about this guy uh, until you went on 98 Rock and had to expose it all. But then it all blew up. I don't know. It might have eventually come to, I don't know. Maybe he would have <laughs> well, went maybe, out to San Diego and chucked a kid off or something. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe we, maybe we did yeah. get there. It might have worked out in our favor, right? You know, you know what my most favorite memories of the Power Pig were? What's that? Were when we used to do group things like guava ween or gasparilla and remember remember when we had the 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 school bus that we built a portable pisser in and we would piss yeah. on the streets remember that yeah i uh <laughs> we were driving down we were at ebor city and we were driving the school bus we took this old school bus and we basically went across the street to a home depot bought pink paint came back painted the thing and wrote the power pig on the side of it and, and that was our on. gasparilla no, no license plates no insurance no nothing no brakes no brakes <laughs> no brakes damn thing had no brakes in it and I so remember one night one night we're going over to the night parade at gasparilla and i burst through the uh through the uh, little arm that comes down at the toll oh i know there was many a nights we had to come pick you up at ebor <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, so so one day, so one night we're uh, doing the uh, Gasparilla parade, and this police officer comes up to this bus and he starts beating on the door, and he's like, "Dude, dude!" And somebody, Hawk Harrison, I think it is, is in the bathroom portion of it, and we had a hole cut out so that when you pissed in it, it just went out onto the street. Right. There, there was nothing to catch it. It just went out onto the street. It just had had the optics. That's all yeah, it had. Just, we had no just, plumbing. You just had a little bit of privacy, but you were literally pissing on the street. You're pissing on the street. So a cop comes up. He starts beating on the door. And I'm like, open up, you know, open up a school bus door. And he goes, dude, you got a gas leak. <laughs> <laughs> I get off the bus. I go with him back to the back. All of a sudden, Hawks finished pissing. So the leak stops. And I looked at him. And I said, it stopped. He goes, all right, get on out of here. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was that was the and the Boomsday the Boomsday fire. What what's why did they make us stop doing that? Because I know that you, we would have kept doing that for years right there on bait. Was it a, was it a city deal? I don't remember. I, I really don't remember. I don't remember if it was a city um, or somebody got hurt. <laughs> yeah, no shit. That <laughs> could have been part of it. I I don't remember exactly, but that thing was huge. Do they still do this? Do they still do the Cincinnati Boomsday the way? I mean, like the way they're supposed, like with the river deal. Uh, well, they couldn't last year because of this fucking COVID thing, right. but um, I, I, I have no idea. It was WEBN, right? Right. After you left uh, the Power Pig, well, it was 93.3 FLZ. We morphed into that in 01. Then you went to Cincy, right, BJ? I did. Cincy. Cincinnati. And would, did you run Q102 or was it, was it, what, what, no, what station was it in the, for Jake? Was it Jake or Clear Channel? Ted? Clear Channel. It was. Went to Clear Channel, right? And uh, it was Kiss FM and Mix is the two stations up there. And then uh, not long after that, remember Randy Michaels was let go. Yeah, trust me, I know. Wasn't long after that, then I was let go. So yeah, it was. So Cincinnati was kind of a shitty. It was a shitty time, to be honest with you. Well, out of, I all, the, out of all the cities that you've lived, like, well, you first did radio in Nashville. Yeah. Well, I think you actually were in Arkansas first, weren't you? No, I was in Nashville. No, your very first market. 
Nashville. Nashville. At 107? Yeah. Uh, no, 104. At 104. Mark and, Chase was at 107. Did he steal you? No, we, we competed against each other in the afternoons. Okay, and then when he went to the power pig, he's like, fuck, I'm going to bring this guy from Nashville down. Well, no, I, I'd actually gone from Nashville to Phoenix, Arizona. I worked with Glenn Beck out there. And uh, if you remember, if you remember, remember Glenn Beck back in the day. Remember this? He was uh, a top 40 guy. Remember the whore that was from, uh, that was on uh, Playboy named Jessica Hahn? Yeah. I had All her right, on my so, show. Okay. All right. Jessica, uh, she joined Glenn Beck out in Phoenix when she became big. Because you know how back in those days, everybody did these stunts. If somebody was making the front page of Esquire or uh, let's say the, um, you know, any tabloid out there, you wouldn't hire them. Well, yeah, we hired, stunt, we hired right? Desiree Washington, the bitch that got caught with Hugh Grant to come to a power pig deal. I picked exactly. her up there. I picked her up the airport, trying to get some head. Exactly. <laughs> so the hooker, you get the hooker in there so yeah. you get some publicity, right? right? And you pay her like 2500 bucks and some fucking airfare, right? But Glenn Beck hired Jessica Hahn as the, in the mornings out at uh, Y95 in Phoenix. After two weeks, the bit's over, right? Right. He, she's got a six-month contract, but he's over her in two, month, uh, in two weeks. And they threw her on the night show with me. And at the time, she's dating Sam Kennison. So in the studio is me. Jessica Hahn and Sam Kennison doing the night show. Oh, I can't even fucking really say what I want to say on that deal. Dude, that was out of control. <laughs> I can't even fucking say what I want to say about that, oh, PJ. dude, that guy. You, that guy Sam was... Kennison? You too? Uh-huh. Yeah, me, <sighs> Sam Kennison, and uh, Jessica Hahn were all in studio at the same time. We did nights for about three months. Then we all got fired. And then from there, is that when the power <laughs> pig started? Uh, I went from there to be in Orlando, oh, and you- I worked across. Remember that strip club that was two titties? Yeah, Circus Circus in Orlando. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I, no, it was called Boob something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it when looked like you, a boob. Were you at Mix One Hundred and Five in Orlando? Yeah, you were yeah. an AC motherfucker. Yeah, I went. To, <laughs> I went to a Mix One Hundred and Five. Were you BJ Harris? Uh, yes, yeah. And then I I went there. And uh, then when the Power Pig launched, that's when I got the phone call to come to Tampa. In 88? Down at I-4, man. Now, were you original Power Pigger? Uh, No. I was about six weeks behind. Yeah, see, because I was a 92 Power Pigger. I wasn't an original OG because original OG, was that 88 or 89? That that the original 89. 89. What, June of 89? September 25th. And didn't you motherfuckers go like Dear Q105 and Gary Edens and all you other stupid motherfuckers? Well, for $10 million, we will not just go against you or something like that. You guys held him for and, ransom, didn't you? And the clock is ticking. Did they ever consider or did they think that, that Q105 was at that time recognized as one of the greatest top 40s ever to be in radio? They probably thought some fucking hillbillies from Nashville would never take him down. Exactly. And they thought they couldn't be touched and uh, bring it on. They kept putting promos on the air. Hey, you across the street, bring it on. Well, when we launched it or when they launched it, they brought it on. All right. They did. And it looked like fucking downtown Baghdad. Oh, it was bad, wasn't it? Oh, it was just a shellacking. And then I got in when when Chase had told me, hey, dude, 
Knott's has gotten a little stale. We need to bring some shock value back in here. <laughs> so uh, we're going to move uh, Marty and Hawk over here, and then Tim and Tom are going to disband. Going to put Tom at late night, and we're going to bring you in. You need to go wide open. Wide open. I'm like, okay, well, when I go wide open, usually a lot of, you know, I'm going to have, I, and he goes, what do you need? And I go, I need lesbians and lawyers is all I need. Lesbians and lawyers. He goes, you get, the, so les- you get the lesbians. I got the lawyers, Bubba. <laughs> and then the show was on. Oh, man. And how much, and I'm not trying to make this about me, but I, I, I know because there were two set of rules. There were, you know, rules for Jennifer Jordan and Dave McKay, and then there were rules for Bubba Clem. And I know that a lot of it came to your desk, and they're like, what the fuck? Have you heard what he's doing tonight? He's shaving bitches pussies live on the yeah. air. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think probably I got in more trouble with you because uh, you kept putting kids on the air. You kept putting kids on the air asking about their mothers. And that Hi, was a, this is Johnny. That was a... Johnny, how old are you? I'm 12. How big's your mom's knockers? Well, they're pretty big. How would you like to go to school tomorrow in a love sponge limousine, you little bastard? I'd like it. Well, I'll tell you what. What time you go to bed tonight? Nine. Well, I get up there at 11. I'm going to come blast your mom. You hear me, kid? Now, don't ever call me again. Call yeah. me again. Then, the hell out of here, little fetus. Point. I would get a phone call from Cincinnati from the big boss. He'd say, get down to the radio station. Bubba's got these kids on the air talking about their mom's tents. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then I'd have to go down to the radio station and literally cuss you out and say, don't do it again. By the time I'd get in the car and get home, he's got another friggin' kid on the line. Yeah. So then, <laughs> and it was and it was every night. It okay. was every single night. I got to tell you that one of the most surreal things I'm at, I'm Ugh. doing I'm doing it nights at the Power Pig and and I'm you know we're, we got chicks in there and 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 we and there was a lot of showbiz where well I used to tell the management there was a lot of showbiz but we really had a lot of chicks in there. So one day we're having all with no panties Thursday or lesbian Tuesday or what you know whatever we're doing and there's chicks and they're making out and you know eating each other's snatches and just fucking going crazy in between you know lookout weekend by Debbie Deb uh, and next thing you know somebody from 970f Don Richards from 970 walks down and says Bubba Clem uh, there's a guy uh, a a, vi- a very special VIP that would like to uh, sit in on your show. Uh, but he doesn't want to go on the air, and he'd like to just watch. I go, okay, fuck, all right. Bring Pete Rose comes walking in. The fucking Pete Rose. Pete Rose is down at 970 doing some kind of bullshit interview, and they he's hearing, you know, in the newsroom, the 93.3 feed, and he's like, "Where? where's that station? They're like, well, it's just down the hall. And he goes, well, take me down there. So Pete Rose. Now, you know... Barry Joe, you and I growing up in Indiana, like Pete Rose, you know, he's fucking Pete Rose. You know, he's one of the the greatest of all time. The greatest. Next thing I know is Pete Rose, the hit king, is in the corner over by where you guys store your carts. And he's watching all these chicks, you know, do lesbian type activities. And and, and him and I are still to this day friends because of that (laughs) night. Yeah, you know, I should have reminded him of that when I was in Cincinnati, because when I was in Cincinnati, I ran into him again, and I ran into him at that steakhouse called The Precinct. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I absolutely do. Yeah, yeah. Nice steakhouse, and and Pete Rose is in there, and so I'm thinking that, you know, Pete Rose, he's been down to the power pig. He kind of gets it, you know, and so I go in to ask for an autograph, 
Bubba, he cussed me out so bad. Dude, he said, fuck you. Get out of here. He should have said, hey, man, I was Bubba's boss when you watched the fucking Lappy Lappy Smurf Lesbian Tuesday deal. He would have fucking bought you a steak. I never knew the Pete Rose story, or I would have used it. (laughs) You would have had him on your fucking show if you would have known it. (laughs) I wasn't down there. I had no idea. Man, he cussed me out that night. Which, Which jock? bitched about me it's it's all you know we're all we've all moved on which person bitched about me the most dave man <laughs> yeah you know dave kind of got over it after a while he, he realized that it, all the bitching wasn't going to do anything you know I, I it had to be mj i mean yeah i saw i saw him more than anybody you know what and, i was in the studio and i know you stay in touch with him jay Oh yeah, and, and you know, and I know he's back in Tampa, and I, and I wish him the very best. But you know what? Now this would be a fucking score, and my studios are literally only probably two and a half miles from where his he lives, and I would love to one of these days extend an olive branch to him. Like really, like we could have him in here, and we could do a three person Zoom slash, and just say, you know what? Let's clear all this shit. And let's just, you know what? You're a great broadcaster, MJ. BJ's our common friend. We're fucking 55, 56 years old. Well, well BJ's 60. But anyway, and let's, <laughs> easy there. Let's just, could, would you try that, BJ, or have you already tried it? Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not getting near the two of you. You know what? I, but I promise no you, way I, to, but I promise hey, you, I'd be, I would be I, on my best behavior. Dude, I had those days when I was a friggin' referee between you two. I'm not going to start all over again with you. But but what if we? What if I? What if I, we surprised you? And we're like, hey, Todd, fuck it. <laughs> hey, Todd. Hey, Todd. Yeah. yeah well, listen, buddy. Let's 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 just be buddies. Dude, it would last like two minutes. You know and why? You guys would be at it again. No, we wouldn't. The only, the only, yes, you would. His wife would be mad about it. And I can understand. I listen. I'm not trying to rehash any of that stuff. I know you're not, and and I'm not because you know it is what it is. It's it it is. But I would really like to say I was sorry to him. Um, and you want me to throw it out there? Yeah, well, I can't. I I can't show up at his door. <laughs> <laughs> hey, MJ. I was gonna have BJ call hey, you, but I'm just here. gonna ask you fucking right off the bat. Will you will you, will you accept my apology? Doesn't he live on the water? Maybe you could get a boat and you come yeah. into his backyard with a megaphone. No, you know? then they'll really fucking throw me in jail. If, I, if I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. hey, uh, MJ, I know this is your doc, and BJ told me this might be the best method for me to get your to accept my God damn, look how big right. this fucking house is. You must be doing pretty good, kid. <laughs> yeah, let you me saved, buy. You saved all your money. I blew all mine. I live in a fucking trailer. <laughs> Yeah, let me buy one of those PDQ uh, gift cards from you. Oh, he. let me tell you something. MJ has been wonderful with his money. Like, he always has been smart with his money. He, I mean, he always did well with his money. Yeah, well, look at the background here in my shot. You <laughs> yeah, I did well, I got too, a, I got a Target comforter with a fucking stolen microphone. <laughs> I mean, look back here. Look back here. I mean, you think I did well, too, didn't I? That's Peru, Indiana's finest, bitch. <laughs> Home of Kyle Macy, say it. Uh, man, I know this first time around, I mean, a lot of reminiscing, which I love it. I love it. I love it. But but man. we ought to do it more often, buddy. Just talk, I, talking I, about stuff that's happening and, you know, like our spin on, you know, like, for instance, let me ask you your opinion on this. My family is fucking so mad at me because I won't get vaccinated. 
and I had COVID, and I just had a little spot with maybe some bronchitis, but I don't want to get fucking vaccinated. But my mom is like saying, you know, please. And you, when your mom asks you shit, you know. Yeah. So how do you feel on vaccinate? Like you host a more a very opinionated morning show in Denver. What are you and Jamie yeah. saying about vaccinations? Well, everybody on our show here is uh, vaccinated except for me. I'm I'm the only one that's not. See, you're the fucking uh, you're the you're the hard headed Hoosier like I am. Well, I had it. I had COVID. So did I. I, I got antibodies, right? I'm supposed to have well, that in my system right but, now. But, so, they're, so, but, now, the hell? but now that's not good enough. Now they want you to get fucking vaccinated. Yeah, well, guess what? If you watch the news right now, the vaccination is not good enough either. Well, I'm not trying to argue with you, motherfucker. No, I'm no, on your those side. People, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying the vaccinations obviously isn't working either. Those people are getting it, right? Yeah. So, so what the hell? I mean, I don't know. For me, I I don't think that this vaccination is far enough along in the testing phase for me to take the shot. I've never had a flu shot. Me either. Ever. Me either. Ever. I've never needed it. I got a great immune system. I mean, I got crabs back in college one time, but that's about the worst it's been for me. I mean, you know. I, <laughs> yeah, I, but that's. I, I hooked up with this fucking nasty bitch from West Terre Haute. She gave me crabs. Yeah. I shaved my pubes and put janitor on the drum on them and yeah. fucked floor stripper, and I was done. Yeah, you got to chase those little bastards with the ice pick. Yeah, you've had them then, if you know about boom, the ice boom. pick. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, a, that's yeah. my boy. Whoever thought hey. BJ's, BJ Harris would admit to crabs. <laughs> Hey, I, I thought I thought when you were sick last week, you might have had the COVID. Well, they they did you? Well, I tested negative two times and po- a little slight little sliver of a positive test on COVID. Everybody freaked the fuck out, and you know they. I, I don't. I think I don't think I did. I had all the symptoms of it, but I'm gonna break down, BJ. I'm as hard headed as you are, and I'm gonna break down and get the vaccination just so my mom stops bitching at me. Yeah, well, I've had a good excuse. I've got a good excuse up until about three more weeks, and then after that, my excuse runs out. How about your wife? She's vaccinated because she works in a hospital. Okay, how about cash money? Uh, No. He's only three three and a half. He's three and a half. Yeah, but he rolls around like he's 12. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Well, see, here's what I did. I went in to my doctor back in uh, May or maybe it was April. I went back to the doctor and he told me I had two options. I could get the shingle shot or I could get the COVID shot. He suggested shingle shot and you can't mix the two. And he said, you have to wait three months after that before you can get the uh, COVID shot. So I still got three more weeks of uh, excuses to go before I have to break down. How's radio doing for you, buddy? Dude, dude, let me tell you this. We're going to have to break down at some point because they're going to make sure that everywhere we go, anything we do, get on an airplane, yep. whatever it is, whatever city, you're going to have to be vaccinated. It's closing in. The noose, is, closing the, in. The noose is closing in, and eventually they're going to say, hey, Bubba, you want to fly to go see BJ? Motherfucker, where's your vaccination papers? Exactly. Everybody's going to have to do that. It's the vaccination passport. And you know, the thing about it is, BJ, with every other fucking vaccination that we've gotten in our life, polio, you know, all the bullshit, right? They've they, they've researched it. You know, they can tell you what it happens to whites, to blacks, to men, to women, to fat people, to skinny people. Like, they got it so fucking dialed in as to what the side effects are. But with this shit, they just fucking whipped it up in six weeks. And, and now, they're you know, now they expect you to get it. Yeah, and Moderna's exactly. calling for like a, a like one of the ones once like wants you to get like a third booster deal on the deal. Yeah, Pfizer is. Yeah, Pfizer wants you to get a third booster on the deal. Yeah, because right now, if you're 60 days past your last shot, 
all of a sudden you're down to 80% protected, they're saying, as yeah. of yesterday. So it's, it's all horse shit. And who's, it really for, and who's paying for this you know, shit? Yeah, the government's paying for it. You and I, it's yeah. called tax money. I'll tell you the smartest uh, group out there right now is the majority of people uh, that are not getting the vaccination are African-Americans. Uh, they don't trust it. They don't trust it at all. And, and they're, that, that's the biggest demographic that's holding off uh, the biggest group out there. And I think I think they're on to it. They're, they're really like, do. you know what? The fucking white man done fucked with us all along. This is just another way to fuck with us again. I ain't taking a shot. Well, yeah, you know, they did that, that whole syphilis thing back in the, what was it, back in the 30s or something like that, where they, they gave those shots to African-Americans, African-American males. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? No, but it sounds hot. Yeah. Tell me more. They, <laughs> no, no. The government did a test, um, uh, and, and they, they were working with African-American males, and they gave them shots uh, to combat uh, syphilis back in the day, and it was all bullshit. It was just they were using them as test dummies. That's it. And, and and that all comes back today, and that's why that demographic and that race is, is, not, more, uh, is more skeptical than yeah. you know, because they've already been, guinea, been the government's already fucked with them and guinea pigged them prior. Exactly. You know? And now it's like, OK, you know what? You did it once. You're not going to do it again. So, so I, I'm all, all about it. So what would you say to MJ if you had to text MJ right now? What would you say? Yeah. Just did a podcast with Bubba. Everything went real good, and he really uh, wants to make up with you. Oh, that's where you're going. No, I'm just asking. Back to, back to make up? Well, I, I thought you meant what would I say about uh, revealing that we're doing the podcast. You know me. I, I don't give well, a I don't damn give a one fuck. way or the I other. I don't give a fuck about I mean, I mean, you and I are going to start doing a little bit of a podcast together. We're funny as fuck. We're good friends. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, yeah. that's all it is. Yeah, I, I would say that uh, here's what I'd do. I, I'd say, MJ, I just got off of a podcast with Bubba the Love Sponge. I got my phone in my hand right now. Um, I just got off of a podcast uh, about uh, dark tonight. Look out into the bay. He's going to be on a boat with the uh, bullhorn. Look for the 12-foot they- John boat that's damn near sinking, <laughs> and he'll have a fucking $27 megaphone trying to profess his sorriness to your family. <laughs> Yes, yes, and there might be about uh, three months Venus girls on there showing their tits at the time. You know, PJ, so, I don't really do that much anymore. You don't? I don't. Hang, I I don't really get a lot of stripper pussy anymore. <laughs> I, I just you lay it off. Huh? Well, you know, I got my kid. When's living the last? With me. I, 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 when's the last time you've been to the Mons Venus? Well, I never was a big Mons Venus. I was always more of a dollhouse guy. All right. When's the last time you were at the dollhouse? Well, I was just there, you know, three months ago. <laughs> But it, I, I, I don't got near the whip I used to have there. I'm just now kind of the old guy, you know. And, you know, I'm, of course, I'm fucking world famous. They, as soon as they say my name, everybody fucking knows I'm the bad guy. I tell people yeah. my name's don't Google me. Like, it's not good. Like, don't Google me. Yeah, or Wikipedia. Yeah, same thing. If You, you know, that's not, it's, it's not good. It's not been favorable for me. So, no, but, but are you the oldest guy inside the place? <laughs> No, fuck you, BJ. Not if I took you. You're older than me. No. I'm just saying, when you're at the dollhouse, no. are you like, uh, 55. Are you I'm like 55. The, fuck, I'm are still. Are you the creepy guy over in the corner on no. your phone? Fuck no. Some girl's shaking her ass in front of your face and you're, you're, no, you're BJ, reading your can I tell fucking you Instagram. To, see, this is, how, this is how far you're out of the game. The, yeah. you, this is how you get to bitches now. You want to hear? Is All if right. you're at the dollhouse, okay? You're sitting there. And she says, hey. You want to dance? 
listen, BJ, you got to admit, for you know, I was like almost 500 pounds, and I was still getting a lot of pussy back in the day. I can run some pussy. Uh, you yeah. know that. Yeah, you you were running. I mean, when we had boys that were coming to town, who did they call for the entertainment? Uh, they called Bubba the Love Sponge. They did. <laughs> they did. Yes, they did. Tom Owens once said to me, hey, buddy, I'll tell you this. Uh, Tampa might not be our best cash flow market, but it's our best <laughs> ass flow market. <laughs> <laughs> Remember how many phone yeah. calls we had to get about from Lenny yeah. Lyons saying, hey, we need to get this girl on the prices right or some bullshit one of Tom Owens' yeah. fucking whatevers. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I just my, my personal assistant in those days was uh Big D. Big D. And, uh, we called it we called it the escort service. Yeah. Big D Straight was always on of- the phone running some kind of flim flam for Tom Owens. Yeah. He would say, get Bubba on the line. Get Bubba on the line. We got to track down Heather. We so, got to track her down, man. So I would, I would, the way to, the way to do it now is, right. is you, you, your girl, girl comes up and she says, Hey, you want to dance? And I go, no, I don't think I want to dance, but I'll tell you what, how about I buy you a drink? What are you drinking? Of course, they always order some real expensive shit. No champagne. You know, I wrote you know, fucking shit. We're not getting bottles of champagne, but whatever you want to Long Island, <laughs> whatever. And then I'm going to pay you $20. Because that's what a dance costs per song. I'm going to pay you about 20 bucks to hang out with me for every couple songs. You don't got to, sh- I don't want you rubbing your, I don't want you rubbing your ass on my dick because that ain't going nowhere. And, you know, I mean, you know, nobody gets fucked at the dollhouse. And, and then you just try to scoop up some numbers and hope that you can, you know, backplay it later on down the deal. <laughs> yeah. Because you, yeah. But you're not the guy that's getting the dances anymore because the guy getting the dances, that's the creepo, you know? Yeah, you're just trying to make yeah. a connection. It's about marketing more than it ever has been. Yeah, it's it's more about uh, the follow up, right? Right. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it, because- it was not like it used to be on the Power Pig days when literally FLA would call down to our studio and be like, "There's uh, three girls at the door looking for Bubba," and then <laughs> it, then Guido would go down and put him in your office as a holding area. We put him in your yeah. office as a holding area, the green room. That was yeah. the green room. Yeah. BJ's office. God, the, can you imagine how much DNA was on that white couch? <laughs> yeah. And so the three, the girls would go there, and then Guido would give me like a little synopsis, and then we would bring him into the studio because they had to see the studio in order for the showbiz factor, and they had oh, to yeah. see you do a break. Like you had to go, like you know, yo 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 yo, it's Bubba the Love Sponge, Bahomey with the big baloney. Don't even think about complaining because my dad owns this place, fourteen and a half inches long. I ain't lying to you. So uh, you had to like you know do the song and dance, and then you put on a long record and go get head in your office. Yeah, yeah, like three or four different songs, and then you would be gone for about twenty minutes. Yeah, BJ would and call and say, "Hey, Bubba never plays three songs back to back to back. How much head's he getting right now?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, down at the office, man. Yeah, those were the days. Man. So now, how, how is I? I'm, I'm not mentioning your radio company or not, but I know that your radio company has kind of gone and through gone through a lot of changes and stuff. And are you okay? Are you good? Yeah, I'm very good. I I just signed a new contract out here, and uh, I'm here for the next four years. It looks like. So. And do you know how yeah. rare? That really is, BJ, like for a guy that's just doing mornings, not syndicated anywhere else, making a ton of fucking money in one market. Like that's right. Like you got a really good deal going on there. Yeah, we got a good show and uh, it's fun doing it with Jamie and uh, we we have a good time. And yeah, you're right. It's very rare today. Most places are syndicated, either that or or people are banned from the radio and and companies don't want to take chances anymore with anybody. So, yeah, it's really tough. 
I mean, but, you're number uh, one, but you're like the good. big sling and D out there. Like you're top three every fucking book, aren't you? Uh, yeah, currently number one in twenty five fifty four adults. So yeah, we're doing How's really your co-host. Well. I heard your co-host was hot as fuck and kind of naughty. Is that true? Have you never seen her, Jamie White? Right. Have you ever seen her? Yeah, well, I have, but I'm asking like, uh, yeah, I've seen her and she's hot. Spoken but, I, but I'm asking, you know, the guy that works with her every day, is she cool? Yeah, very cool. Yeah, her and I've been together for over I 10 heard, years now. I heard she's nastier than you are. I heard you have to reel her in. Thank you. That's what yes, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard she she'll be him. like, oh, yeah, you know, I want to talk about this. And you're like, hey, Jamie, we need to chill out a little bit on this deal. Yeah, it's, uh, she, she's out there. She, uh. Jamie White. Yeah, she, she's she's kind of a uh, female bubble the love sponge, to be honest. Is with she you. married? Is she is she got big jugs? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're, I mean, is she married? Uh, no, she's not married. Oh, she's not. No, she's not married. I'm looking at. I'm going to look at. I'm going to look her up right now. Uh, you look it up real quick. There. Jamie White. Take Den- a look at Jamie it. White Denver is. Holy yep. shit, BJ. <sighs> Is that me you're looking at? No, I'm. Well, I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at her. <laughs> okay. But there's a whole bunch of BJ sure. and Jamie. You know, like you know, <laughs> different promotional t- items. Yeah. I like you got. I, yeah, I see. I I see all your promo. Wow. Yeah, how does uh, she? How, uh, how does she stay single? Uh, well, she's pretty crazy for one thing. Does she? Does pretty she? W- does she date a bunch of dudes? Uh, yeah, she dates quite a bit. She uh, did but she, she talk, has did she talk about him on the air? Uh, quite a bit, yeah. Like, would she be like, uh, you'd be like, uh, yeah, it's uh, BJ and Jamie, and uh, Jamie, what'd you do? And she's like, well, you know, I kicked it out wide last night for a black guy. Like, I mean, is that how it goes? <laughs> no, that's not how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's not how it goes at all. You sound defeated, BJ. No, yeah. that's not how it goes. <laughs> Yeah, that's not well, how it goes. How's Bubba. it go, BJ? Tell me how it goes. Well, I'm just going to say that uh, she uh, she uh, has a good time. She likes to have a good time. She used to work with and... Frosty, didn't she? Yeah, Danny Bonaducci, Frosty, Frank. Did you know that Frosty was my morning guy at 103 PFR in Terre Haute, Indiana? We started radio together, me and Frosty did. You're kidding. No. And no, then I, I had no idea. And then I got the 98 GRD job. Bill Skull, got, God bless his soul, got me that job. And they were looking for him. Big Jim Davis was looking for a morning guy. And I'm like, we got this goofy fucking guy in Terre Haute named uh, Frosty Stillwell. I don't know if he'll work in Grand Rapids or not. And they hired him. And the day they hired him, I got fired for talking to kids on the radio. <laughs> Again? Well, but I got really? I, yeah, hey. but I got really screwed on that deal. Like, I, I, this girl called in; she was thirteen, and she was like, I, "I, my competition was named Danny Douglas, and I used to make fun of him, and she's and he had a cold, and I was she's like, Danny Douglas has a cold tonight, and you're making fun of him, and I was like, listen, you little fetus, you know why he's got a cold? From French kissing your ass all night long. Get the hell off my phone. <laughs> well, I didn't mean literally her ass like you were kissing her butt. I meant right. figuratively. You know, like if I said, hey, BJ, your ass is in trouble. It doesn't literally mean your sphincter is in trouble. It just means collectively your ass is in trouble. Well, Big Jim Davis said corporate didn't see it that way. And they had to fucking fire me. So they thought that you, she literally got her ass kissed. Yeah, and like I'm like, oh, really? I didn't say your rectum or your sphincter. I just said you're, you know, for French kissing your ass. All I, 
where her dad owned the Rogers Department Store franchise, which spit 5400 a month at the station, yeah. and that was gone. And then you know how that fucking goes. Have you ever been to a radio station or worked at a radio station you weren't fired at? Power Pig. Is that the only one? Um, Did you get fired at 98 Rock? Yeah, remember? Fucking, they had to bring in Chase and because of the FCC violations, remember? Oh, you're right. $755,000. Chase calls me up at 5 o'clock and goes, hey, dude, you need to meet me at Gandhi. And I go, you're in town? He goes, yeah, come meet me at Gandhi. (laughs) So I drove down there. And he met me in the parking lot, and we cried. He hugged me, and he and he and I didn't even walk in the building. He's like, "We gotta fire you. We gotta fire you." Lowry May says, "We gotta fucking fire you," or some <laughs> bullshit. And I cried, and he cried, and yeah, yeah, we used to cry a lot back in the day. <laughs> we cried like a fucking pussy. <laughs> we, you know what? We sounded, we sounded on the air, sounded like a bunch of friggin' studs out there. But we but were pussies. Behind- we were crying all the time, oh, dude. Behind the scenes, it was like watching the fucking view. I uh, be and BJ. I caught it. I caught BJ crying a few nights in Ebor. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. Hugging a light light post or something. You know, just I get cry, a call. Crying. I, get a, I get a call in the warm line. Sponge. It's uh Joe Mama. Hey Joe Mama. Yeah, yeah. You need to get off work a little early tonight. We need to go pick up BJ. He's down in Ebor. <laughs> Really? He's, yeah. Go, he, he's stumbling from bar to bar. He, he, he's not doing so swell. Tampa PD called me up and said, we need to come get him. Yeah, and I'm down there crying. Oh, ah, Don't tell Sharon. Ah, fuck, what am I going to do? I remember one time we picked you up so late that, Shep, Ron, that Ron Shepard goes, man, BJ, I don't even think we got time to take you home and wash you up. We just did take you right to the station. It's four fifteen. Yeah, it's time to go to work. We yeah. got, we got to take you right into that fucking MJ can fuck off because I brought you to the studio a few times when you or he would have called in sick. Uh, I love it. We all cried. We did. Oh, Bunch of bitches. We we're always crying. Uh, we had some great time. Those. How's Tim and, how's t- and uh, Tim's doing? Good, isn't he? Um, I don't talk to Tim very often. He's working with some uh, religious broadcast company. I need to find Tim. I need some Tim Dukes in my life. I need some religion in my yeah, life. Yeah, you need. Did you not hear spiritual. what? I, did you not hear what I'm doing now? What are you doing? You're gonna fucking flip out. This is either gonna be, oh wow, only Bubba could pull this off, or it's or gonna oh be, shit, oh shit, what the fuck's Bubba yeah. doing now? I'm start now. My show is pretty much funded by the listeners. You know, between my Twitch, my YouTube, my Bubba Army Radio, my OnlyFans, all of that, Terrestrial Radio represents probably 20% of my business. 80, yes. 80% of my business is, you know, listener-driven as far as funded. Yep. And we've really dialed it in on how to, you know, do well at it. Well, PJ. It's the same as a fucking church is what it is. So I'm going to start my own religion and the people that donate now will be able to deduct it from their taxes and I won't have to pay taxes because it's going to be called Climology instead of Scientology. Climology, the Church of Bubba. Climunism. Dude, you're going you're going to fucking prison. You're going to end up in prison. Okay. You think you're gonna so? be you are going to be somebody's bitch in prison. Am you I going to Michigan City, Indiana, you think? 
You are going up the river, dude. No. I don't know what the hell you're trying to pull. DJ, I've already talked to some attorneys, and I and if you have a recognized 501c3 nonprofit, which I do, and you have a you, you can form a religion, and I'm going to be God. I'm the God of climology. And people that donate money now will be able to deduct yeah. it from their taxes, and I'm going right. to be a tax-exempt business under the guise of being a religion. So I can send you some money, and I can deduct it. Yeah, if you send me $100, you can deduct $100. Right now, I got I got one listener, BJ, that's given me $35,000 in the last two years. His name's Bubba Light. He's my number one guy. His name's Bubba Light. Well, he can't. In today's environment, the way that you give through by every means, you can't deduct it. You know, I mean, he gets a fucking ring at the end of the year, Bubba Army royalty ring. Can you imagine if that was tax deductible? <laughs> a royalty ring yeah. is what he gets for thirty-five fucking thousand dollars. Hold on, I'll show it to you. <laughs> what kind of scam is that? A royalty ring? Are you kidding me? Hey, what's with the ketchup? Does my headphone turn up? Hold on, lover. No, I can't even. Damn it. My headphones pulled out. You got a damn, you got a refrigerator there. Hold you got on, a refrigerator. Page. I have a technical difficulty. I can tell, oh, but you've go. got a refrigerator. You just, hold on. You just opened up a refrigerator. Yeah, I got with, a refrigerator. Now, hold on. Now, wait till you, now, BJ. So every year on Martin Luther King Day weekend, on the weekend of Martin Luther King Day, because it travels the cheapest there on that yeah. weekend. We fly everybody. There's like 60 or 70 of the of the toppest donators, and we have the Bubba Army Royalty Party every third weekend of January, and they get their ring, and it's a it's a it's a Super Bowl sized ring. Look at this fucking thing. Get out of here. Yeah, look at that motherfucker. And you give these out every year. Yes, to to the top contributors. And it's like, look, I'm going to put it on my fucking feet. Like, look on my family. Let's, that, it's the size of Super Bowl fucking, the same guy who makes a Super Bowl ring makes these fucking things. Get out of here. Look, look at this. Is that, that's a piece of aluminum. Shut the fuck. You made, you made that out of a Schlitz beer can. Look at man. that. That's a Paps Blue Ribbon all day. Hug it, please. Look. <laughs> so they get, you know, for the largest contributors, they get a ring and then they get invited to the year-end party. Well, that's great. <clears throat> Can you imagine if it was, instead of being a year-end party, it's going to be called a revival, because that's religious, and you're now tax-deductible. Bubba the Love Sponge will be the first radio personality to turn his show into a religion. I don't know. BJ's first reaction was, you're going to prison. (laughs) You're going to prison. Hey, by the way, I got a compliment on you today. What? Yeah, yeah. I guess there's a. Uh, are you on in Destin, Florida? Yeah, we're on one hundred three one. It's like a fucking huge FM talker. All right, a guy I had lunch with today, who was a former uh, general manager for my radio station out here. His best friend owns that radio station, John Cracciola. And he and he said, John said that you could be the best hire he's ever made. Well. He's one he's of the a, he's one of the very few that believed in me after my whole my problem with with the people that yeah. keep score and he, he truly understands he truly under well you know the show's really changed in the fact that we got a girl we got you know a girl and she's a Jew we yep. got we got and we got a girl who's a Jewish girl uh, so we got that going for us 
And then, you know, I got, you know, just me and then my buddy Blitz and this real guy named Lummy. He's real dumb. And he's like, uh, you know, he's like my Uncle Fester. You know, you, I got the whole cast of characters. And we, right. don't, we don't do anything with strippers anymore. No girls are peeing in Folger cans or anything like that. And and it's 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 I think that my show is the best kept male skewing secret in America. But unfortunately, I'll never be given another opportunity because I've been blackballed. Well, maybe about people like John, for an example, because I mean these are mom and pops, and right. they, they've got to look. They got to look at an alternative way of of uh, you know crashing a party, making a, uh, you know making it. Uh, whereas a guy like you can help them uh, achieve that. So, so the the more I, successful but, we are, and 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 we can show that the people that keep score don't have anything against me. Which I, I don't know who started that rumor is because I've maintained top three twenty five fifty four in Charleston. I've been in Charleston now syndicated for eleven years. Did you know that eleven years? Wow. Yeah. And so you know, I just well, I, there's this big. There's this big scuttlebutt that I'm impossible to work with, that I'm filthy. A lot of it's true, but that, you know, I'm just stay away from Bubba because he's a problem. And I think that I've just in the last couple of years, I think I've worked on dispelling that a little bit. Well, the guy in uh, Destin, he loves you. He thinks that you, uh, again, he says you're the best hire, best decision he ever made was putting you on there. So, man, I would love to do a show with you. I mean, we're doing one yeah. now. We're doing one now, but maybe bring in that fucking hot ass Jamie and me, you and her. Her and I yeah, would just uh, go straight at it. Well, I'll tell uh, hot ass Jamie tomorrow for you. You know, just, uh, in order make for sure us she to really, word. if we were to do a show, you're gonna have to tell her I'm gonna have to sleep with her in order to <laughs> for me to really understand her dynamic because you can't you, know I mean? you can't sleep with her, right? All right, let, let me go ahead and text her. You cannot so that, sleep uh, with her, correct? No, I cannot. Okay, but no, I could. No. No, I could way, ask. I gotta tell wife, you, PJ. But, I gotta tell you something. Yeah, your wife is pretty fucking hot. Smoke it, isn't she? Yeah, I met her in L.A. three two years ago. Yeah, and I was like, I thought she might be your sister for a minute. Like, she's how, how much younger is she than you? You wanting to sleep with her too? Well, you want? I mean, if you're if you're offering her up, I'm into letting your friends fuck your wife business. You know that was got me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've, I mean, we've seen that do you, show. Do you know who you're fucking talking to here, kid? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, not been one of my. That's not been one of my more prouder moments. No, you know, that's the, not held you back. I'm the one guy that was on the wrong side of the sex tape. Usually, sex tapes propel you. I got fucked <laughs> by my sex tape. Yeah, how did you let that happen? Why weren't you a part of that tape? I mean, you should have been in on that tape, I man. Should, well, I mean, he, at least make a cameo. Well, first I mean, of all, I would First maybe of all, run. BJ, even if we were going to do a threesome, I wouldn't do a threesome with Hogan. He's got a big old fucking, just a big thermal, <laughs> like it looks like a thermos. And so I'd have to come in after, after the yeah, dust, well, dust had settled, which is what I did. But I didn't think that my fucking employees would steal the tape. <laughs> And then, you know, use it the way they did and totally and, and Hogan gets a hundred million and I get yeah. fucked. I'm I'm officially the guy that let his friend fuck his wife and see the average guy or the average person, if you say, Hey, Jero Bubba Love Sponge did to Hulk Hogan, they don't say, Yeah, he was a stand up guy and let his buddy fuck his hot wife. No, they don't say that. They say No, they don't they go, Oh yeah, you know what? He recorded it and tried to fucking do his buddy dirty. 
That's what they did. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you. Most of the time on a sex tape, if you've got a sex tape out there, you're in it. Yeah, you're on it. Okay, right. no, the, you the, weren't even. You weren't even to be seen, man. No, the, you should have at least the cameraman. The cameraman man never gets nothing. He gets shit on. I got the fuck shit yeah. on. Dude, you should have at least ran behind the bed when they were fucking. You should have done a windmill or something. I should have helicoptered just... my little four incher and fucking been in there somehow. <laughs> then I would have had some damages too. The only damages yeah. I had was I got it ripped off and fucking shoved up my ass. Yeah, yeah. All you got, all you got was your name in print. You were nowhere to be seen on that tape. I'm so f that that tape so fucked me, and it's so not even. It didn't even go down like that. It didn't do even you, go do down you... that way. Do you have a relationship with Hogan? No, he put fifty-five million in his pocket, and I got fucked. <laughs> no, he told my attorneys, "Tell Bubba it's been real, but don't contact me ever again." <laughs> if I put sixty million in my pocket, I'd tell my best friend, "Fuck off, too, buddy." Pax, hey PJ, <laughs> if I fuck your wife and I get sixty million and you lose your job, I'm not going to take your phone call either. <laughs> uh, see, I'm the opposite. If that happened to me and I'm the guy that gets fifty-five million dollars, I'm going to call you and say, "Dude, man, did we we took him for a ride? Man, okay, man, I owe you a little bit." Anyway. I would too. Like if if I was Hogan, I would. I'd be like, "Listen, brother, you know what?" And he knows I'm hurting. Listen, I just put 55 large. I can slice you off a couple here, kid. No big deal. Plus, the ass was good. I mean, my fucking, yeah. my ex-wife was a hot bitch. You, you, you did it in my bed, in my house, with my wife. I, I would call you up and give you five mil. I, I, I would say, hey, dude, here, five million, man. You, you, you set this up for me. I used your kids for a cameo for free. And, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that if that uh, if that sex tape he, of yours he, had, had have sold, I, I would have offered you some money. You know, he always and I'm not saying anything bad about the guy, but he always used me for whatever hookup I had in town because I was always really, you know, you know, he was kind of like on his last leg and he'd call the show every day and get a free fucking Ford and a free set of wheels and a free this. And when it was time after the, all the dust had settled and all the lawsuits had cleared and he knew that I was living in a trailer, literally lost my big, I lost everything. And because of the sex tape and all the, some of the bad decisions I've made. Now, I'm not trying to say I'm a victim here. I have a ton of responsibility as to why all this happened. I, but I, if somebody put that kind of money in their pocket, I am from, in, I'm, was born 34 miles from you. We're wired very much the same. I call the guy up and say, listen, motherfucker, I'm going to have lunch with you tomorrow. And you're going to have a little brown paper bag, and that's just the way it's going to be. You know what? You and I are going to meet underneath the Gandhi Bridge. We're not even going to have lunch. No. We're going to meet under the Gandhi Bridge. I'm going to slide you a paper sack, and that thing's going to be loaded down, and I want to say thank you. That's what I would have done. And I'm that's go, what I would have done. I'm going to go to Pinellas, and you're going to go back to Hillsboro, and we're going to call exactly. it a day. And we may never see each other again, but yep. by God, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to make sure that he, he, he pocketed $55 million. Yep. And, and and knows your plight and didn't do anything. He didn't do not anything. Even, not even didn't do anything. When I tried to contact him, because I'm doing a documentary, he told me to pack fucking sand. Don't ever call me again. We will never be friends. Ever. Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm not shocked by it, though. Yeah, you know how motherfuckers are. So, yeah. So yeah, listen, yeah. we going to have to do that. Now that you know how to sign on, yeah. And, and by the way, you sound. By the way, it sounds and looks great. 
I mean, yeah, well, I need a, I need a backdrop. We though, need something know? besides a fucking Seven Eleven Slurpee and a fucking Target comforter. We need something a little bit better than that. I don't know, man. I think it makes it look real. How about can we zoom in, Jamie, next time? Maybe get, to, get, you know. I'll ask her. That didn't sound too good. <laughs> no, hey, no, no. I'll ask. You I, still, hey, look, dude. You still got that fish scale tongue, and you're addicted to salt. Dude, she's as uh, how about that tongue? Raw as they get. Who, me? Yeah, that tongue. Yeah, it's broken. BJ's got this fucking tongue. Yeah, it's it's a it's a broken tongue. It's like fish scaled out. He's always had it. Yeah. What's it from, BJ? Women love it. Well, <laughs> love it, love it. Add love some, it, some, love it. Like, I don't know. It's like it, a cat. It, it's like a cat licking their pussy, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this one's getting away uh, from us. Yeah. All right, I think I've had enough. Listen, we got to do this again. I do have a little homework for you, and that is if you'd like to reach out to MJ, I would love to. Now, BJ, I'm giving you my word. I've known you longer than Todd Schnitz known you. Yeah. I've known you since September of 92. You guys didn't hire him until September of 94. I know. Uh, And you and I have stayed, and I will never go against my word if I told you I'd like to meet MJ to apologize and to extend an olive branch, like I wouldn't be doing any funny business trying to do some fucking Zoinksville shit. I would legitimately tell him, hey, I'd like to, you know, say I'm sorry and extend an olive branch. He may tell me to pack sand, but do it, do it on here. Well, we could. We could it would keep us it would keep me so more in check, but he may not be able to do that. He may not contractually be able to be on our, our, a show with us. Yeah, you know well, I'm I mean? not even sure I am. <laughs> I'm going to get a I never call. checked into it. Bubba, PJ, <laughs> not only can you, could you not release the sex tape uh, 27 years ago, but I just yep. checked with my company and I'm not allowed to be on a podcast outside of their deal, so we can't fucking release it. It was the best shit right. we've ever done, but fucking pull it. Yep. I, I do the BJ and Linda show down in El Paso, Texas, folks. I know nothing about Denver. Yeah. Denver, you can walk around with a joint in your mouth, can't you? Oh, it's wide open. Recreational, fucking grow, yeah. grow it, do whatever you want. You smell it wherever you go. It's and everywhere. you don't really do it, do you? you I mean, like, I was never talking, been to in you, a, talking to you in L.A., no. and you're like, I don't really fucking do it. I've never been in a pot shop. Never. Never been in one. Nope. And it's been out here for, what, five years now? Four oh, or five? Longer, longer than that. Maybe longer than that? I don't know. I'm glad, you're, never, hey, I'm glad your Broncos didn't get my Aaron Rodgers like they were trying to talk yeah, about. Yeah, you and your Packers. I thought what what'd you th- what'd you think of that comment that he made yesterday? I thought he fucking owned the Packers. I thought that he could have not come across any better than he did, and the Packers looked like a bunch of petty fucks because when he started going through the all the veterans that they've been kind of di- like the like the Charles Woodsons and the Jordy Nelsons and the guys that you know all would have taken pay cuts had they had you know a little bit better of a communication deal. I thought he made the Packers look like shit. You, you know, what about the man bun? All right, come on, man. You can't wear a man bun in Green Bay. Yeah, you can. You, come on. I mean, you can't put. Yeah, you can. I mean, that, that's like me and you showing up somewhere and crying. You know, I mean, but we're that's six. What it we're is. old it's as really, fuck, BJ. We're 60. I'm I mean, just please. saying. I'm just saying. He's got a man bun. He did walk up to the microphone and he basically said that Green Bay is a shithole. And the only reason people come here is to play football with him. Now, is he, he said, is, right? he, is he lying? <laughs> 
No, he's dead on. I, I mean, said it on the Green Bay sport. is a shithole, and the only it's motherfucker that that would go there would be to play with Aaron. Just, listen, Tom Brady started this craziness, and when Tom Brady said, "Listen, New England, first of all, you're not going to fucking." draft Jimmy Garofalo, so ship that motherfucker out of here. And then if you think it's you and not me, and you're not going to let me have a say-so in personnel, then I'm going to find a team that lets me. The Buck said, listen, motherfucker, you can run the team for all we give a fuck. Just get your ass down here. Which then it made Tampa Bay this real sexy destination for free agencies because Tom Brady had something to do with it. And there are a handful of Russell Wilson's, you know, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Aaron Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady that unfortunately the game has changed where you got to give that guy a little bit of say so in today's world I think and, and not only that you got to give a guy somewhat credit he walked up there and told the truth yeah. it's a shithole place he's, and people go there to play for with him that's and, it and he's like if you motherfuckers who and he went and, and had a long list of really seasoned veterans you guys did all these guys dirty and I know for a fact that Jordy Nelson would have taken three million instead of nine million, but you cut him and you disrespected him. And I'm not—I've been in this building 16 years, and I'm done. I'm done putting up with your bullshit. And if you don't like knows, it, fucking trade me. And he knows a lot more than you and I know, or the media knows. Yeah. He knows the inside fucking game that's going on. The, the, the jerking that's going on there in Green Bay, he knows, and that's why he said what he said. Well, yesterday. you know, the, the, for the longest time, you couldn't, free agency, you couldn't get an African American to go to Green Bay because there's nothing f that they don't have any culture food stores. They don't have, like, there's hardly any African American, an affluent African American community there. So these players would be like, fuck, do I want to go to New York or LA or fucking Dallas where they got stuff exactly. for me to do? Or I want to go to Green. Bay and fucking look at Oneida Indian bitches all day. I don't know. No, I agree. I agree. And I, I, when I brought this up about the whole Aaron Rodgers and what he said, walked up there with his man bun and claimed that the the only reason anybody would want to come to Green Bay, dude, he was telling the truth. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think he just laid it out the way it is. And he basically yesterday told them, "You've got one more year. Yep. You guys need to get some people in here. You need to, if you want to win a championship, this is the year to do it. And, you and, need to." Help. And they're all bringing it up to you know the the Michael Jordan last dance deal. Well now. Now, retrospectively looking at Jerry Krause, the guy who destroyed the Bulls and said that this is the last year, he's everybody has said that he made a mistake and that he should have said gone to Michael and Scottie Pippen and Phil Jackson and Dennis Rodman and said, guys, how, let's restructure your deals and how many more years you want to play. I'm not going to try to bring some new youth movement in. I got you three fuckers that we could win another one or two of these deals. This is not going to be our last year. But it was all about his ego and all this kind of bullshit. And the guy who owns the, the Bulls and the White Sox said both said that Jerry Krause fucked it up, the general manager that came in and, and gave you know basically Jordan one last year, which is what they're kind of making this Aaron Rodgers thing to do. What the general manager should do for the Packers is say, okay, listen, we know we got you on a one-year deal, but we already brought Randall Cobb in. Who else do you like? And let's, let's start you being part of the conversation on some of the personnel we make some of the changes. That guy's got the general manager's got to put his tail yep. between his legs now, or he's fucked. Because Aaron Rodgers painted him into a corner yesterday. I thought it's 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 the only way Green Bay survives. Meanwhile, the if they go way. out this year and they're competitive, 
and they let Aaron Rodgers have some say-so in personnel, then you get Aaron Rodgers happy and you say, Aaron, we're going to sign you to a five-year deal. It'll be cap-friendly for us. You'll be the highest-paid quarterback in the league, and you can retire a Packer, and you have a chance to win. The Packers are in the conversation of being a Super I mean, they're in the Super Bowl conversation. Yeah. I mean, they were within a game last year. And, and I got to tell you, if they let Aaron Rodgers just have – it's not about running. It's just about being a little respectful. That's it. Bubba the Love Sponge got different demands than Jennifer Jordan did. <laughs> did, did yeah, yeah. Well, her demands were a lot different. Let's not go quite there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers will say "fuck you" and he'll he'll head off and uh, host. He'll, he'll go host to, Jeopardy. That or he'll go to Denver. Denver will give two number ones for him, and he'll be in fucking Denver, or he'll be in he'll go work for fucking Chuck Gruden or something like that. Like yes. you're not going to find a shortage of teams that are going to want that guy. I mean, he's still. Yes. I mean. Do you know at 37 years old, he has better statistics than when Tom Brady was 37? Did you know he that? Does? Yes. No, I had no idea. He has better statistics. You know, now the Patriots obviously had a better team, but I think Aaron Rodgers is, is one of the best there is, and they better start sucking his dick soon. Yeah, and I think he laid it down yesterday, so we'll see what happens. I'm excited. Football's going to start here in about three weeks. We need it, don't we? We need it. I'm ready. I mean, I'm, I'm, ready so, for I'm it, so bored. I'm trying to make up with MJ. What the fuck? Yeah, no. Look at you. No, look, look at, at you. you. You got a Target comforter in your back with a fucking stolen microphone from Audacity. Give me a fucking break. You, you and I are sitting here talking about the old days. We need some football now. I tell you what we need, but I can't even tell you what we need. What we used to get back yeah. in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, All right. Listen, we know how to do this, so let's do. Right. So let's do this from from time to time. Let's do it. I'm I'm game. And I, I'm you, game. You, you know me. that I've been talking to Donna, right? Yeah. All right. And I'm kind of trying to lead her. And I think I think I'm onto something with her. Are you, have she told you my idea? No, she didn't. Oh, I haven't spoken to her since the last time you and I spoke. Yeah. Well, I can't tell you what my idea is with her here because it's public. So, but I got a fucking killer idea for her, man. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to hear this. No, All right, well, Double D. We call her Double D. Yeah, that's it, the fans don't even know what we're talking about right now. I think they're talking about some stripper down at fucking Scarlet's or no, something. No, 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 no. We're talking what about... Was your uh, fav- what was your favorite gentleman's club of, of, of Tampa, Florida? You know what? I didn't go to that many. I, the only place I went that I can remember is Mons Venus. That's the only one I went into. You were more of a bar guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I never went to the strip clubs, no. and uh, and I got up in the mornings to do the morning show, yeah. and so I wasn't in those uh, late night strip clubs. I was more of a three o'clock in the afternoon in a bar, right? You know, instead of eleven o'clock at night at a strip club. Yeah, and know? then I and then it was a uh, Sharon calls Bubba at eight thirty and wants to know where the fuck you are, and because she yeah, because she because you told her you'd be at the station, <laughs> right? <laughs> Doing music and by four. <laughs> If by four o'clock in the afternoon, if you haven't found a bag of blow, then go home. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All that and more. BJ, <laughs> I, I love, I love the fuck out of you, my friend. One of my all-time greatest you, buddies. I gotta tell you. And we, and I, I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna tomorrow. Uh, I'm gonna call you in the afternoon so I can tell okay. you my Donna idea. All right. I already got I'll her. Wor- I, I think I think I'm onto something big with her. All right. Well, we'll bring her on, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks or so. Yeah, we are. Cause we yeah, can you do, tell me. You tell me. Because we can do a three-screen deal here. Yeah. We can oh, do yeah. a three-screen deal here. And I'm going to take yeah. this, tighten it up a little bit, and I'm going to offer it as a podcast and on YouTube. So okay. that's what I'm doing with this, buddy. 
All right, and then we'll go from there. So you call me tomorrow. I'll give you a call tomorrow and let you know my idea with Donna. And try to get me in with Jamie because I'm looking at her press photo. And, man, she's got some nice titties. <laughs> yeah, I'll take and care of that. Will you tell her that take care of I want you to tell her this, okay, and it's, it's, it's probably not cool, but I can make women squirt. You can. With the two-fingered cul-de-sac technique. I have a two-finger. It's called the two-fingered cul-de-sac technique. And women, that uh, I can make women squirt with my two-fingered cul-de-sac technique. In fact, well, I we, think once, if you, once I tell her that, I think she's your, in. Do you have your phone right there? I do. Do you have the ability to Google something? Uh, yeah. All right. If, what if, am I going to Google? I want you to Google this, and you have to do the exact words, okay? All right. Two, the number two. Okay. Finger. F-I-N-G-E-R. Right. Space. Right, can, got it. Space. C-U-L. Got it. Space. D A space S A C Jones. J O N E S. Two fingered cul de sac Jones. All right, here we go. Two fingered cul de sac Jones. Let's see here. Word of the day. Two fingered cul de sac Jones. <laughs> will, you, will you go ahead and read it for me, please? Uh, don't act like you don't know what's up. Bubba the Love Sponge coined this. It is a sexual technique used on a woman to make her female ejaculate. <laughs> Your name is on here. Yeah, I invented it, motherfucker. I invented the two-finger two call. cul-de-sac Jones strategy is a sexual fingering method developed by Bubba the Love Sponge. You a radio talk show host heard on Sirius Satellite Broadcast. Oh, but you you just show that to Jamie, and she'll want to be on. I'm just. That's all you got to do, BJ. You you can literally drop the fucking mic and go look here. How would you not want to try that out? <laughs> a guy oh, that's man. got his own fucking fingering technique that makes a girl squirt like a sea do. Oh my god, this <laughs> is like hysterical. Oh my god. All right, this ought to be the trump card. This is the one that's going to put us over the top. Buddy. Right, you can this even say right on here. the air tomorrow, Jamie, I did my podcast with my buddy Bubba. He's really hot on you, and he just wanted me to have you Google this particular phrase and read it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it finishes up with an action employed by Bubba the Love Sponge in which makes his intimate partners squirt. Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have my people isolate that soundbite right there and use it as a positioning statement. Squirt. BJ, yeah. I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy. You got it, man. That's hysterical. I'll talk to you later. Love you, buddy. Bye-bye.